Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Cerebrum Capital, the podcast where we look deeper into our own human nature and the brain to learn more about ourselves as well as some of the issues and problems that we face in everyday life. In this episode, I thought we'd look at an ep- at a topic that I feel um, is fairly relevant simply because we spend a third of our day, a third of our day doing it, and that is sleep. Now, um, sleep is obviously something that we do unconsciously. Um, it may feel like it passes in an instant when you fall asleep and you wake up, feels like that time has passed in an instant. But as a matter of fact, on average, most people sleep seven to eight hours a day, and that in turn translates to a third of our day. Now, a lot goes on when we sleep in our body, and it is a very crucial process that allows a lot of our own bodily systems to continue to work. Um, And the process that sleep carries out is an essential part of survival in daily life. And we needed to form and maintain many pathways in our brain to learn and create new memories. So in essence, if you don't sleep, you won't end up creating new memories. And I feel that this episode will allow us to understand more about the functions of sleep and how we may be able to improve our own quality of sleep to to further improve the overall aspects of our life. Now, firstly, there are two basic types of sleep. There's REM, REM sleep which is rapid eye movement sleep, and non-REM sleep, which is linked to essential characteristics of sleep, which include neural activity and bodily functions. Now, later in the episode, I will go into deeper detail about this. So let's, let's look at the neurobiology of sleep. Let's get into the specifics of it. When we sleep, we cycle through stages of non-REM and REM sleep. So we cycle through stages of rapid eye movement and stages where our body is simply at rest. Um, These stages and cycles get increasingly longer in time period uh, as we approach the state of uh, the state of wakefulness, the state before we wake up. The first stage is the the moment we fall asleep. The first stage is non-REM sleep, which is the switch from wakefulness to sleep. So that point where we go from being awake to being asleep. The first stage lasts only a few minutes in which the key um, factors that occur are the slowing down of brain activity and the slowing down of heart rate in order to prepare the body for sleep. We have seen in studies that in this first stage, there are changes in our brain activity from normal brain activity in wakefulness to nighttime patterns, which are a lot slower and less, uh, less vigorous. In stage two, non-REM sleep continues and it allows the heartbeat to further relax. Heartbeats may reach 40, 30 to 50, um, 30 to 40, 50 beats per minute dependent on your heart health. As well as that, our breathing rate slows and our body temperature drops. We have less rapid eye movement and we spend a significant amount of time in this stage. Now, as we um, exit this stage, we get into a state of deep sleep and a slow, it's called a slow wave sleep occurs. And this is stage three and stage four. In this stage, our muscles begin to relax and the supply of blood flow to muscles increases. And this allows our muscles and tissues to grow and repair. So one of the reasons that sleep is very important is 
in stages three to four, we can get our muscles to repair. So say you've exercised, you've done something uh, very rigorous that have destroyed the muscle fibers um, and made them uh, destroyed your muscle fibers and made uh, and your tissues. When you sleep, these muscles and tissues may repair and grow. And this allows us to operate smoothly the next day. So as you can see, sleep is very important for recovery. Um, now, stage one to stage four is a full cycle of non-REM sleep. This, this lasts about 90 minutes. And after, after these 90 minutes, we enter the state of REM sleep. The first phase of REM or REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, usually lasts for around 10 minutes with subsequent phases getting progressively longer. So essentially that means that the first phase, first phase of REM sleep lasts about 10 minutes and subsequent so phases after that get longer and longer until the point where the final rem phase lasts for about an hour um so the rem phase is it is a very distinct has a very dif distinct difference to non-rem sleep uh the eye the eyes they move very rapidly our pupils they they dot around the eye moving very quickly our breathing rate um, quickens, we get fast, irregular breathing, our heart rate rises, and our body temperature and blood pressure increases. And um, in some cases, we have the twitching of face and limbs, of our faces and limbs. But to prevent the twitching of faces and limbs and us flailing about and acting out our dreams, a state of temporary paralysis may occur, where essentially the brain signals our spinal cord to seize movement of the arms and legs. And so this is essential to ensuring that we don't uh, move about too much when we sleep uh, to emulate the activities that occur in our dreams. So, and this is because in the state of REM sleep, where our brain activity changes, we get a lot of vivid dreams. So it's important to have that paralysis so we don't move too much. Now, you may be wondering which parts of the brain are actually involved in uh, getting our body to sleep and keeping it in that state. Now. Um, there are a few um, parts that, of the brain that are involved in this. One is the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus essentially receives info from light exposure in our eyes. So when we close our eyes to sleep, we create a sense of darkness. Our hypothalamus um, detects this and controls our brain activity and behavioral rhythm and slows that down. Our brain stem sends signals to relax muscles uh, essential for body posture and limb movement. So essentially that means that our brain stem signals our body and limbs to relax, which will allow us to enter a state of deep sleep a lot easier. This works in turn and in conjunction with the hypothalamus to control the transition between wakefulness to sleep. Furthermore, our thalamus, it acts as a relay during REM sleep. And, um, and this, the thalamus acts in REM sleep to create our dreams. This, create, this sends a lot of images, sounds, and other sensations which we may feel in our dreams. dreams. And that is essentially the role of the thalamus. Uh, we have the pineal gland, which um, produces melatonin. Melatonin is the hormone that uh, puts us to sleep, essentially. And um, all of the signals coming from the hypothalamus, brainstem, and thalamus are all pro uh, processed by the amygdala, which processes these emotions and signals um, in order to put us into a state of REM sleep. So the amygdala is fairly active in when we sleep. Now, um, all of these 
parts of the brain and all of these functions, they occur almost autonomously. Now, when we don't sleep, um, a lot of key functions in our brain and our body as a whole aren't allowed to, um, to be carried out through a full cycle. So when we don't get a good night's of sleep, uh, especially chronically, so for longer periods of time, we can actually damage our immune system. So essentially that means that when you damage your immune system and you weaken it, there's a higher likelihood of you falling sick. Um, now you may have experienced the feeling of tiredness and uh, feeling very lethargic when you haven't slept um, for a day or two. Now that's mainly due to the weakening of your body's immune system. Your body is more likely to fall sick and catch viruses, bacteria, any sort of pathogen may, that may make you feeling um, more sick. Um, people who work in the night shift, people who work for long periods of time and don't sleep for much may suffer decreased heart health over increased period of time. Um, however, decreased heart health and poor cardiac health occur in both extremely short sleep durations and very extended sleep durations. Essentially, that means that if you sleep very little or if you sleep very for very long periods of time, both can lead to poor cardi cardiac health, which essentially may even lead to stroke and coronary artery disease if not controlled. And remember, sleep is directly linked to our brain. Um, when we sleep, our neural pathways, our neurons, all the links in our brain are strengthened. So when you don't sleep, we may feel um, increased forgetfulness. So we have trouble remembering things because the links of memory in our brain are weakened. So we need rest to unlock and commit new information to memory. We need rest to strengthen the connections in our brain that will allow us to develop our memory and to commit and create new information to develop new strands of memory in our brain. Um, now, there's the case that people don't sleep well because they have something called a sleep disorder. And this is essentially a medical condition that affects the duration or ability for us to get good quality sleep. Regular occur occurrences, occurrences of being unable to sleep take a toll on our memory, our concentration, and even our ability to handle stressful situations. So you may feel that people with sleep disorders may find it hard to concentrate, may... Uh, and remember things as well as see them get increase, uh, increasingly irritable and unable to handle stress or any, anything that essentially irritates them. Um, so some examples of sleep disorder include insomnia. Insomnia is in essentially the inability to get sleep. So this is someone who is unable to fall asleep and this may even be caused by anxiety, uh, underlying conditions of anxiety or disorder. Of, or depression. Uh, another sleep disorder is sleep apnea. Now this is a condition where someone is able to fall asleep however um, during certain periods at night breathing may randomly stop and they may feel exhausted during the day as uh, they wake up in the middle of the night being unable to breathe and they suffer very rude awakenings. There is uh, ways to cope with this. There's something called a CPAP CPAP which is used to help the person breathe at night, which is a machine essentially installed and a mask is placed on the patient and it allows them to breathe at night and not have to suffer very rude awakenings. Uh, lastly, there's something called narcolepsy, which is a dysfunction of the brain mechanism 
where we may get random sleep attacks throughout the day. So essentially, this means that our brain is unable to tell the difference between night and day. So you may be walking around, doing whatever whatever it is you do in the day, and you may suddenly fall asleep simply because your body does not know how how or when to fall asleep. Um, but for the majority of us, we do not suffer um, sleep disorders. So you may be wondering, I don't suffer sleep disorder, but how may I be able to uh, improve my sleep quality? Well, for one, you may look into reducing blue light exposure. And I, now I may under, I understand that it may be very difficult for some people. For one, they may have to complete a lot of work at night or focus on a task that they can only complete uh, at night because they don't have enough time during the day. So reducing blue light exposure may not be as easy. However, there are mechanisms um, that you can purchase in order to uh, improve or uh, regulate your blue light exposure at night. Um, so there's uh, mechanisms such as blue light blocking glasses, which essentially are glasses that allow you to um, look at the computer screen without damaging your eyes. Or you can download apps which essentially reduce the blue light emission rate from your devices. Uh, blue light is dangerous simply because it mimics daylight, uh, like daylight such as sunlight, and affects and tricks your brain to thinking it's daytime at night. So it reduces your ability to fall asleep. Now, um, Many people don't have a set routine as to what time they fall asleep and wake up, and that is understandable. Many people have very uh, hectic schedules, so they may not be able to sleep and wake up at set periods of time. However, it is encouraged to try to set some sort of routine to sleep and wake up at consistent times because it allows your body to have regular sleep patterns and a regular production of melatonin, which makes it easier for you to fall asleep. Uh, Hopefully, this episode has been educational about what goes on when you sleep. Because for most people, especially for me, I realized that I wasn't actually aware of what's happening in my body as I slept. So um, this was very insightful for me. And I hope that some of the ideas and tips in this episode has told you how to improve the quality of your sleep. So that you may sleep better and allow yourself to get as much rest as possible. Thank you for listening and tune in to the next episode of Cerebrum Capital. Thank you.